You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul, episode 84. Let's get to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits Podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back to College Success Habits. I am your host, Jesse Mogul. And as always, it is an honor and a privilege to have you for this episode. Let's jump right in because I am super pumped about this topic and a little background for why I'm choosing the victim or creator as the topic for this show. I am currently hosting my girlfriend's son, who is recently 18 and on his way to the Coast Guard and great kid, really, really seems like he's got his head getting ready to straighten up on his shoulders. I think, you know, all of us can come from some sort of background where we've had to overcome some struggles and and some journeys along the way that perhaps we didn't see transpiring when we were younger. And I think what's exciting to be able to talk with and get to know someone who is half my age is that I get to learn about a different perspective on life close to home, right? Generally, when I have conversations with people who are in high school or college, they're you know, there are clients or there are people who attended my events. There are people who write me emails. It's something in that regard. And they come out and they reach to me. And it's not like I have a personal connection with them, right? They're not staying in my house. <laughs> so one of the things that I'm noticing about him, and, and this isn't just him, but this goes for a lot of different people um, at varying ages. So this is definitely something that's, that you will notice will stretch beyond just something that youth, right? If you're one of those people like, oh, listen to this old fuddy-duddy guy trying to tell us how we are. This is exactly the same kind of mentality. Well, similar, exactly, is a little bit too definitive. It's a very similar mentality to the, that I, which I had as a, as a youngster. And I certainly enjoyed blaming my parents for getting a divorce and for moving me around a lot. And I played victim. And as soon as I got to college, and I decided I wanted to make lots of friends and I was going to use partying in order to make that happen. Next thing you know, I'm mired in addiction. I'm getting kicked out of multiple universities and colleges. And I had to figure out a whole new way of doing things financially on my own because my stepdad decided I was no longer worthy of his money to be poured into college where it was going to nothing but C's and D's. Ultimately, I had to pull my own head out of my tukish and figure it out. I definitely had the victim mentality when I was younger. I just got off a phone call with one of my business partners who was just victim mentality spewing out of his mouth. And so it's this is not something that's just noticeable in young people, you know, whether it's millennials or Gen Xers, it, it, it's baby boomers. It's everyone has this the Everyone has a default victim mentality within them. It's just a matter of whether they choose to switch it over to the creator mentality, where they can take control over their choices about what they're going to do with the circumstances that are happening in front of them, right? Like we can't control how the world treats us. We can't control everything that happens in front of us. We, there, there's a lot we cannot control. Knowing what we can control, which in general is our responses 
to the world and what happens to us and around us rather than reacting to it. And we've talked about reaction versus response before. Reaction is emotionally triggered. Response is emotionally grounded. So how are you responding to the world as it unfolds in front of you? And if you are willing to step into the creator mode and not sit back on your heels, feeling like you're being the victim all of the time, then you can begin to create the life that you want for yourself rather than feeling like you're just reacting to how life is treating you. And this is a conversation I've gotten into with a lot of people. And I've noticed this within, like I said, is stretches beyond just one generation. Every generation thinks that what they're going through is brand new and the other generations just don't get it and don't understand. And I totally believe you when you say you're dealing with things that no one else has had to deal with because of technology and social media and all this stuff. It's very similar to the 80s whenever video games first came out and we were trying to explain them to our parents and why we were so into them and why we wanted to spend so much time doing them and they never understood it and they, they we felt like we couldn't communicate with them. You know, We tried to talk to them about the dynamics of the social circles in high school and middle school and college and how they just wouldn't get it. Just because we've thrown a wild you know, porcupine into the mix, i.e. the cell phone and the smartphone and everything that it brings to our lives, doesn't mean that at its core that what you were dealing with isn't the same stuff that we dealt with. If you stay at the minutia, at the ground level, and say, well, you didn't have to deal with social media on a cell phone. You didn't have to deal with everything being on the internet and, you know, things can go viral and the whole world can just get lit up about a certain topic. Okay, that's the minutia. You're correct. Social media didn't exist in the way that it does now, but back in the 80s and 90s. But if you go up to a bird's eye view of what's happening, where we start at, where we start looking at the social dynamics that happen whenever you try to integrate yourself into a new social circle, the social dynamics that happen while you're already in a social circle, where people are jockeying for position and perhaps they're trying to pedestal certain people and then be on a pedestal when compared to other people. That stuff, that's always been happening. You have a different forum in which you now have to contend with, but you're still contending with the same basic human behaviors that we've all been contending with. It's just in a whole different platform now. And so when I hear people talking about the victim mentality, about how, well, I can't control what social media says about me, I can't control the bullying that happens on there, absolutely. Back in the day, at least the bullying was happening at school. Yeah, kids might have been getting together at each other's homes and talking smack about you, but at least it was confined into that forum, into that environment. Now people can get on social media and blast out trash about other people, and everyone in school can hear about it, and it can just be relentless and nonstop. And I can absolutely um, have compassion and empathy for those of you who might have been the uh, receivers of that kind of behavior. This is where we need to start talking about emotional intelligence and start understanding how our behaviors can affect other people. Even if it's them choosing how to react or respond, our behaviors still play a part in what's going on in their lives. You go on social media and you trash somebody and then the next day that person has to, you know, be able to walk through that minefields of this uh, minefields of the stairs and the pointing 
that's not an environment that's conducive to learning and conducive to feeling like they're accepted by their social peers. And it is not just a middle school, high school, college thing to want to be accepted by your social peers. This will happen again throughout your life. So to feel that you're being rejected by the tribe will bring about negative internal emotions. How we choose to respond to that, you know, to stand up straight and to walk through that gauntlet, yes, it can be challenging. And being able to do it day in and day out can become exhausting to some. Others might find it just like, whatever, I'm just going to bounce back all of your negativity and I'm just going to keep walking through my life positive. There's some Netflix show that my girlfriend's watching right now. It's got Firefly Lane, I think is the name of it. And it's Katherine Heigl and Sarah Chalk are the main actresses in it. And when they go to the scenes when they were in high school, the Katherine Heigl character is just very like, she'll take everybody's She'll, people will be calling her names in the hallway and she just bounces it right back. No big deal. Whereas the Sarah Chalk character, she absorbs it more. She feels it at a different level. You could be either one of those, right? But you still find yourself in a position where you have to defend, right? There's like this bounce back, this, this defense mechanism. Do you choose to do it with you know, comedy and bounce it back and, and you know, witty, sharp little quips that come back? Or do you tend to silence yourself up and make yourself smaller in hopes that the bullies will leave you be? This is why we're talking about the empowerment dynamic and the disempowerment dynamic. Because while you are currently, perhaps, again, I don't know where all my listeners are. I get you from around the world and I get you from many different scenarios. So I've, I've had listeners talk to me from elementary school. Their parents have found this and they've wanted their kids to start learning it. And I've found people who are in their 50s going back to school. And you're learning something differently because of where you're at in life. But it is the same dynamic that is, I believe, instrumental to understand so that you can become the creator of your world rather than feeling like you're the victim of what is happening around you. Feel free to go out and Google the disempowerment dynamic and the empowerment dynamic if you want to be able to visually see what it is I'm discussing. I'll post this over on my Jesse Mogul Instagram account um, just so that you'll be able to find it more readily. And why not? Because I want you to be able to locate this. So if you're not following the Jesse Mogul account on Instagram at Jesse Mogul, please go do that. You'll be able to find this. I'm going to become more. Um, engaging with the posts that I make as far as they're concerned to this podcast and my sobriety and recovery podcast, because I talk a lot about different images I want you to easily be able to find. When we look at these two different dynamics, it can often, it will be debated with me that there are points in your life where you're really just more at the effect of what is happening around you, that you really don't have the power to create your life. If we think about cause and effect, right? It's like this happened, you know, because um, the kids bullied me at school. The effect was I had to, you know, become more shy and withdrawn so they w- they might leave me alone. Now, that may work, or you might become more boisterous and more proud and more out loud, and then that may work. In my days from high school, I was the new kid. When I went back to Columbus North High School, I had gone to uh, to Central Middle School there. And so some people did know who I was. But for the most part, I was just this new kid in school. 
and I was I was a happy kid, and I wore you know uh, bright colored clothes, and I had just cut my hair from being so long that it was down you know halfway down my back to almost like a mullet. Like I was afraid to let go of the hair a little too much, so I left it long in the back, but it's definitely just long in the back. And looking back, it was mullet for a you know for enough months when I first moved to this school that it probably didn't give off the best impression, and people picked on me. And I brushed my hair in the hallways and I was, you know, it was loud and jokative because my defense mechanism for being the new kid so many times in school, it took me 12 different schools to finally manage my way out of college. And it took me nine schools just to get myself out of primary and secondary school. So I was always feeling this newness and I chose, you know, being a bit of a class clown and, and making jokes and, and I would make friends fast because generally within a year, year and a half, we would move. So my defense mechanism was to be overly um, enthusiastic and to make jokes and to be funny. And this brought the ire of some people. And so I would get bullied a lot. They would, you know, say mean things behind my back or make this underground newspaper where like 18 out of the 19 pages made fun of me. Now, what their motivation to do that was, I have no idea. Why would you get mad at somebody who just wants to be fun-loving and enjoy life? But unfortunately, when you start having different dynamics of people in these middle, high, and college levels, who maybe they haven't figured out who they are, then they start to seek other ways to deflect any kind of criticism or to remove the spotlight from them. So if they have inadequacies they're dealing with, best to go find someone else and pick on them. So now they're the butt of all the jokes and the bully doesn't have to have a light shown upon them. They seem like they're big and tough and everybody wants to stay away from them or be on their good side so they don't get the bullying. When you look at the disempowerment and the empowerment dynamic, the disempowered one is that there are three different kinds of people. There's the victim, there's the hero, and there's the bully. When I was having these conversations with um, the young man in the house that I referenced at the beginning of this, a lot of the language that he used is victim mentality mindset. Well, this happened to me, and my parents did this, and my relatives did that. And there is a point in your childhood where you really are just at the ebb and flow of all the adults around you. You don't even really have a rational mind that can begin to understand where you can take control. Now, depending on the emotional intelligence of the uh, parental figures in your life, this will definitely grow faster in others, right? And if you're dealing with less em- emotionally intelligent parents or teachers or any kind of adult figure in your life, then you're more than likely going to be raised and grow up with less emotional intelligence versus someone who perhaps their parents sat them down at a young age and walked them through the different choices and the different steps that they had. Now, this is by no means a judgment upon anybody that was in this young man's life throughout his you know, childhood and teenage years. It is just the fact that our society is rather emotionally unintelligent. And because of that, we are raising emotionally unintelligent kids. And The victim mentality is absolutely one of the favorite mentalities that our society is running with right now. That there's the hero, and then the hero could be a politician, the hero could be an athlete, the hero could be a new way of thinking, it could be a book, it can be whatever the person chooses it to be. But it is, in their eyes, the savior. 
Religion has often been the hero in people's lives. They are a victim of being born onto this planet. They are, they were they were born as a sinner, and therefore they're a victim, and they're spending the rest of their life trying to overcome the bully, i.e., Satan, and thank goodness that there is the hero God. It's very simple to see how this dynamic dynamic has existed throughout human experience. Back in the day when we were cavemen, no doubt that the bully was the saber-toothed tiger or the weather, and then you know the hero would be you know the cave, or the hero would be you know the animal that they could actually hunt and gather um, in order to to survive, or maybe it was the best hunter was the hero, someone was the hero, and then everybody else was playing this victim role, where a boy if we didn't have them we would be screwed. When you look at the empowerment dynamic where there is the coach in place of the hero. There is the challenger in place of the bully, the anti-hero. And then there is the creator that is going to be you moving forward in place of the victim. Where can you begin to take on a creator mindset where you once had a victim mindset? When you have the victim mindset running inside of you constantly, where everything that happens seems to be happening to you and you don't have any control over it. One, you release your actual choice of controlling your responses to it. Right? You react as the victim to the world around you rather than respond as the creator. When you take on this victim mentality, you release the power of choice. You release the power of response to the external world. And when you've released the power and the choice to the external world, there can be only one person who can save you, and that's the hero, because you don't think you can do it yourself. But what happens if the hero never shows itself? What happens if years go by and no hero ever comes to save you from the atrocities of your life? Or worse, the wrong hero arrives perhaps actually more of the bully, the anti-hero, the Satan in this, in this example, they show up, you think they're the hero, but they're really not. They, don't not. they do not have positive reasons for why they're now influencing your life. They're actually manipulating your life. Influencing would be positive. Manipulation would be negative. So if the anti-hero, the bully, is bringing about a negative in order for them to find the positive in themselves, you have latched yourself on to the wrong hero, which you should not even be looking for a hero. Once you don't think you have control over anything that's happening around you, then you don't take the steps to make your life better. You sit back and think everything's happening to you and everybody else is at fault and you have no control. And even if you did try, it wouldn't matter because you always lose anyway. Well, with that mindset, yeah, you're going to lose a lot. And then you'll wonder why it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that your mind continuously confirms the biases you have about your life that you're always a loser, that nothing ever works out for you, why try, the life is unfair, then that's what your mind is going to confirm for you. And that's what you're going to find. Because if that's what you believe, the mind doesn't want to be wrong. 
The mind doesn't like being wrong, so it will do everything in its power to confirm whatever bias it's latched onto. If this particular political leader always, in your mind, votes the opposite of what you want, then you will always feel like a victim no matter what it is they announce. On the other side, if you feel like you're the victim to the world around you and you've latched onto a different political leader, everything that they bring out that you're, because you're, they're your hero, everything they do will be run through this hero lens that you have for them. So even if they do something nefarious or something that would go against your own morals and values, you've already determined that the lens you're going to use for this particular person is going to be that of a positive nature, and you will not see anything they're doing as negative, even if what they were doing would be perceived as negative if it came from the politician you didn't like. Do you see how this victim-hero-bully triangle can seriously screw up so much of how you actually are experiencing your version of reality. Your version of reality is yours and yours alone. We all have different experiences and memories and different models that we're running everything that we experience in life through that is giving us a pre-programmed, already determined behavior, outcome, physiology, the whole deal. You think that you're making brand new choices and establishing new behaviors each time you choose something or you do something. But in fact, you're just repeating the same behavior over and over and over and over again. You might try something new and then quit and think, well, you know, at least I tried something new. But in fact, you're in throughout many stages in your life, you have a boneyard of starting something new, getting super excited and letting it trail off. That was something I used to do. I'd get about 80% into something and say, you know, I did good here. I'm going to go find something else. I had to realize that within myself, that was a fear that what I was doing wouldn't actually have the outcome I desired. So I'd get about 80% in, think I'd learned enough, convince myself I'd learned enough just to walk away so I wouldn't have to be disappointed if it didn't turn out to be exactly like this fantasized version that I had in my head of what it was supposed to become. If you are walking through your life with these fantasies about what you think life will be like, I can assure you your brain is painting up a pretty positive or negative depending on the lens you're choosing to look at it through. Tell your parents you got a bad grade on a test and you're running it through this. Parents are always mad. They're going to freak out. They're going to want to pull me out of college or they're going to want to ground me and take away everything. So I better not tell them the truth. Or you get a good grade and you go to tell your parents and they're like, oh, yeah, great. But, you know, what's next? And all of a sudden your world is shattered because they didn't, you know, throw rose petals at your feet because you got an A on a test. It's all the way you're perceiving the reality. And if you perceive your reality as you're the victim of the world around you and you have no control over it, then that is going to be exactly what your mind is going to reaffirm every single opportunity it gets. Whereas if you take on the creator model and you realize that when you have this anti-hero come up, they're not necessarily trying to destroy you. You could seek a way to utilize what they're doing around you or towards you or to you as a challenge to pick up a new resource, to reevaluate the way you're handling things emotionally, physically, mentally, however it might be.
That's the beauty of it. Yes, the bully still might make fun of you in school. The bully might still say harsh things about you on social media. But now they're challenging you, challenging you to figure out your emotional intelligence, challenging you not to get mad and, and to lash back out. Right? How can you respond positively rather than reacting in a negative way, in an undesirable way? Yes, you could get back on social media and start trashing on them, but that's what they want because they're fueled by anger and animosity. Albeit, I do not doubt for a second that if you try to respond back with love and affirmation, they're going to reject that too because they're not getting love and affirmation at their home, which is why they're a bully when they leave their home. So showering them with, with love and affirmation probably won't work any more than lashing back out at them will because they don't know how to take on the love and affirmation because that's not something they're programmed to do. They might get love and affirmation and be like, oh, you're just trying to take advantage of me. You're just trying to make me the victim. So then they come back out harsher. So you have to decide in each one of these moments, each one of these circumstances, what is the best way for you? I can't possibly go through the 1,700 different ways that you could respond rather than react and nail down the exact one that will work in your situation. But walking around thinking that you're the victim, that everything's happening to you, right? Things are happening to you. I will not get in an argument about that. The world happens a lot to you, right? The light turns red. The tire goes flat. The alarm clock actually doesn't work that morning. The coffee maker actually does leak coffee all over your kitchen cabinet and you're, and you're running late because the alarm clock didn't go off. And, you know, you had a friend call you up the night before in an emotional disarray and you had to st- talk to them. And instead of being able to focus on what you were supposed to be working on, yes, life will happen. You still get to choose how to create the life that you will take from all of these experiences. When I hear the youth of today sit here and say, well, my parents did this and blah, 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 and blah, 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 and they're just, they're just heaping victim mentality on top of victim mentality, you will spiral down into this victim mentality hole that you will either choose to climb out of now while you're only maybe 30 rungs down on this metaphorical victim mentality ladder, or you'll keep spiraling until you wake up at 40 years old and you have to go to rehab, and now you're 1,200 steps down on this metaphorical victimhood ladder. So many people turn to alcohol and drugs and food and social media and television, anything to distract from their actual lives because they are, because they spiral down this victim mentality rabbit hole so deep that they can't even begin to fathom how to get out of it. It is a step-by-step process. One, you best figure out how to start climbing out of now while you're relatively young, if that's where I'm finding you at. Or if you're 75 years old, old dogs can learn new tricks if they want to learn a new trick. If you're tired of walking around walking around feeling like you're the victim of the world and you want to start becoming the creator of your world, I can assure you, I have seen plenty of people in my self-help seminars and workshops, whether I'm holding them or attending them, that are definitely well past retirement age into that senior citizenhood that are like, you know what? I just wanted to live differently. I didn't want to continue to do that. 
Yes, the things that happened to you in your very young age were more or less happening to you. You had very little control. You probably had very little emotional intelligence, so you would throw a temper tantrum or cry in the middle of the grocery store just because you wouldn't get a candy bar, even though the grocery cart was full of food already. But heaven forbid you didn't get that Mars bar. Now let's lose our freaking minds in the middle of the grocery store because somebody told us no. Learn to love the no. You are not a victim of the no. Create a different way to receive the no. If you always get everything you want all the time, then you don't even have the opportunity to develop your adversity quotient, to learn resiliency, because life is full of no's. Life is full of those rejection opportunities where you have the choice to create a solution opportunity out of it instead. I don't even know if I like rejection opportunity because I'm already saying solution opportunity so much in my teachings. So there's going to be those rejection moments, right? They're just moments of no, but that you have the choice to take that on as a solution opportunity to create something out of it. You want a candy bar next time? Then Ask your parents to give you a nickel every time you take the, gro- the the garbage out or you carry groceries in and then save up enough nickels and now you can buy your own damn candy bar. I was doing that crap at like six years old because I wanted to start collecting baseball cards. The only way I could do it is if I did manual labor around my house. But I figured out a way. I'm sure my parents were like, we already make you do that stuff for free. I was like, that's why it's a low buy-in for you. It's like a nickel and a dime. I was like, I just want some baseball cards. I don't want to have to ask you for them. Provide me this opportunity. Now, inflation being what it is, I can imagine it's probably more than a nickel or a dime now. But in the 80s, that was good money. (laughs) There was no minimum wage for child labor in your own house. (laughs) Maybe there is now. I don't know if that's a law that's been passed yet or not. Be the creator. Listen for ways that you are just running this victim mentality through your brain over and over and over and over again, because you are releasing your power to create your life the way you desire it, the more you think that externally is how you achieve these things. It's internally, by choosing how to create it, by finding the person who wants to coach you rather than be your hero. I am very mindful of this whenever I teach this stuff, when I have my clients in seminars. I am here to guide you, to offer you more choices than you previously thought you had. But we're always there. You just had blinders on to them. If you're constantly seeking out someone who's the hero, who just says, here, give me that, I'll do it for you, then you're not learning. You're not growing. And it might be more beneficial, at least in your current mindset, to have somebody else do it for you so you can go off and screw around on the video games or the phone or whatever it is. But either way, time is going to pass in life. Do you want to be learning how to control yourself and your responses to become the creator in your life? Or do you just want to keep handing off the responsibility to the next person who wants to be a hero? There are plenty of people who want to be heroes. You will have no lack to find people you can start tossing stuff on so that they can become the hero. You can play victim. And it might even work for a little while at work. 
Let's say you get a job and you're constantly tossing it off to the coworker who loves taking on more. They're a people pleaser from a young age. They realize as long as they say yes, everyone will like them. So every time you try to toss your work off on them, they say yes because they just want you to like them. And they're learning. They're gaining valuable skills. You're not. If you consider a valuable skill tossing work off onto somebody else while you screw around, then you're learning that skill. But at some point in time, you're going to get put in a position where you better know how to do something. And if you've always been relying on someone else, you may not have the depth of knowledge you need to prove yourself in that moment to keep your job or to get that promotion. You can be the bully. You can figure out how to use your language in a nefarious way so that you can always talk yourself into any situation. But at some point, the words run out and actions will speak louder than anything you could say. And if there, people notice that you have no clue what you're doing, you will fall to the wayside. Your victim mentality will cost you innumerably. In so many ways, I can't even begin to describe it. And this isn't old man Jesse getting on his pulpit, you know, soapbox hero time, trying to tell you, you better listen to me. I know everything that goes on in this world. I'm just telling you from experience that you want to be the creator. The creators are the ones who go out there and develop brand new apps. The creators are the ones who go out there and start their new own businesses. And they're the entrepreneurs. The creators are the ones who, when everyone else got furloughed and was sitting around at the house and talking about Tiger King, they were the one writing a book or starting a company or developing a website or putting out coaching programs or starting addiction recovery meetings or getting study groups together so that they and all of their fellow students didn't fall behind in their studies. They were the ones who created a really amazing study space for themselves back at their home because they couldn't be going to college classes anymore like they traditionally had. These are the ones who created their best life out of a worldwide pandemic, while others played victim and sat there on the couch and thought, what can I do? Oh, woe is me. Life will never be the same. And we're about, I'd say, six months, at least by the end of this year. This pandemic will be nothing but history. And if you played victim the entire time and, and sought no ways to take control of the world around you, just you within this world, then you will not be as far ahead as somebody who took on the creator role. Don't seek heroes as mentors. Seek coaches. Those that ask you the questions that instigate and evoke you to come up with the answers on your own. A lot of coaches don't think that that's the way they should do it. They think it's supposed to be tips, tricks, and strategy. And that's how I used to operate. I used to think, oh man, if I'm not giving them the best, newest strategy, then they're not getting value and they're going to leave and they're going to go somewhere else and they're going to tell people I suck at what I do. But the best coaches are the ones that help draw up the game plan with that other person. And then the other person goes out and executes it for themselves. So they become empowered. They realize that they had the power all along. This this episode is being shot the day after the Super Bowl. Both teams came up with a game plan. They talked it through with all the players. Everyone knew exactly what they were supposed to be doing. And one team went out and executed their game plan better than the others. They embraced flexibility. And when things started to change within the game, they readily adapted based off of what the other team was doing. That's what a coach does. Coach doesn't go out there and take a snap. 
The coach doesn't get to stand behind the quarterback and read the defense and tell the quarterback how to audible. Uh, Tom Brady has to do all that on his own. Everybody else is standing on the sidelines. Don't be standing on the sidelines in your own life. You are the quarterback. You are the creator. You will find the coach and you can look over and you can get an idea of what's getting ready to happen because that person has experience uh, in that area. That person has experienced that before and they can say, well, look, in my experience, this has happened 10 different ways. Let's figure out which way it might happen now. Let's go out, let's apply this play, and then let's evaluate after the play and let's see if that was the best one. If not, let's pick out a different play and let's run that one. But if you sit there constantly scrambling backwards, reacting to the world like Mahomes did, you're going to be throwing the ball all over the place and things aren't going to go well for you. And that man takes on a creator role. Listen to the way he talks about after this game. Hey, we weren't thinking we were going to win every Super Bowl we were ever in. This is going to build us up. This is going to make us stronger. Now, for those of you who aren't into football, this, this some of these people might be falling on deaf ears, but it's a Super Bowl. I figure at least enough people know about that game. There's a winner and there's a loser. The winners are the ones who come out. The winners, even when, even when they lose the Super Bowl, they're winners. If they come out of it and say, this is going to make us stronger, we will learn from this. We needed to, to lose. We needed adversity. We needed to build up our resiliency. Because if you constantly just win, then when you finally get punched in your mouth, like Muhammad Ali used to say, a plan is a great, it's always a great plan until you get punched in the mouth. What is your resiliency? If your resiliency isn't there and you're the victim and that's all you're running it through constantly, then where are you giving yourself the space to be the creator? Go and start listening for ways you blame others for what's happening to you. Oh, I couldn't get a good grade on that test. My roommate stayed up partying all night. I couldn't do this because of this person. It's when you start saying things like I couldn't because when you whatever comes after because is you projecting externally your problem externally instead of taking it on internally. Did you talk to your roommate before the the party and let him know that you had a test and it was time to shut up? Did you say, "Hey man, maybe throw the party tomorrow after my test is done?" If they were going to be a dick and they were still going to throw the party, did you go and ask one of your friends if perhaps you could sleep on their couch because you knew they'd be quiet? Did you possibly see all the different alternatives you had to just laying in your bed awake all night because your roommate was throwing a a rager in the living room? Yes, that was happening to you. They threw the party. They they said, I'm definitely going to have this party and I do not care what's going on in your life. What was another avenue you could have taken that wasn't to be, of course, going out there, tossing the keg out the window, smashing their stereo system and punching them in the mouth, right? We're looking for non-aggressive behavior here. What were some other avenues you could have taken? There is always another option. Anything that you could possibly be throwing out right now, I guarantee you, if we were to sit down and talk about it, I could show you how to turn it into creator mode. Later on this year, I'm definitely coming out with a, with a program that will help with this. I'll be inviting you all to join it. It's going to be low cost, huge value. It's all, about, it's all around that wise mind empowerment where you take your rational mind and you take your emotional mind and you meld them together so that you are the creator of your life and you are no longer sitting shotgun to your own life as the victim. 
You cannot create your life if you are sitting in a shotgun spot complaining about how everybody else is creating your life for you. That is, that is allowing someone else to be the star in your own movie. Someone else is sitting at that computer typing out the story, just leading you around by the nose. People are doing this every single day. And hey, you will be fooled into thinking that that's an okay mindset because you'll see those people with a home. You'll see those people with a long-term job, a mortgage, a brand new car, a boat, you know, kids that are running around with smiles on their faces. You will see this facade of a good life, but deep down inside, they're suffering. There's pain. There's complaints. There's victimhood. Their life is good, yeah, because they have all of these external things they've created, but internally, it's havoc. It's chaos. No matter how much they get, no matter how much they earn, no matter how much they buy, it will not calm down that rabid dog inside of them that says, I am the victim here, and I have to go out and I have to bully everybody in order to get what I want. And that's the worst part is that when you take on the victim mentality, then there are only two other mentalities you can have, either hero or bully. We already have talked about how the hero, instead of creating with the other person in unison, just fixes it for them. So now you're just perpetuating the victim mentality. Or absolutely worse, if you're tired of being the victim, then you think bully is your only option. And now you literally become the antithesis of what you despise in this world. Think about that. In order not to be the victim, you choose to become the bully. Then you yell over everybody else. You don't let anybody else get a word in edgewise. You're the bulldozer in every conversation because what you have to say is right and you will not take on anyone else's, even begin to take on their mindset because your way is the highway and you go to hell if you don't listen to me and you don't believe me. (laughs) What a horrible, horrible, horrible way to live each and every day of your life. Think about the relationships that you will destroy being the bully or the amount of people who are looking to be the coach or who live in the creator world who cannot stand the victim mindset. I seek to understand everyone. I do not judge right or wrong. I I seek to understand. Heaven forbid I were to judge because I would then be living in a glass house throwing stones. When you project your own inadequacies on other people that are three fingers pointing right back at you. Listen for ways that you are blaming others for what you have in life. That is your victim mentality showing up. And instead, see them as the challenger for you to grow and prosper and and create something new for your life that builds up your resiliency and your adversity quotient. It is integral, integral, that if you want to be happy on the inside, not just externally seeming happy, then you need to be doing this work for yourself now, regardless of your age. It is imperative. This this episode's gone way too long, but I, I cannot stop myself from just emphasizing how important it is that you don't sit there next to somebody one day just spewing out all this victimhood 
because it's happened to me recently. And I, no matter how many questions I ask, it just circles back to life is happening to me. I am, I am not creating this. And it's like, when you think that, then you are absolutely not creating it because you are riding shotgun in your own life. Take on the creator role. Release the victim role. Do not seek to be anyone's hero. Seek to be their coach. Ask them questions that spark the answer for themselves within. There will be times where, yes, you have to say, okay, based off what we've talked about, it seems like these are your two options. Let's discuss them and figure out which one you want to choose. But if you just say, okay, I got it. Why don't you do this, 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 and this? If that person thrives on the victim role, they will absolutely follow everything you say. But now you've just given them a fish instead of taught them to fish. And as soon as you walk away from them, they are going to starve. Take on the empowerment dynamic, release the disempowerment dynamic, and become the more empowered sense of self that you know you desire for you. College just isn't just an opportunity to get grades so you can go off and make a ton of money and, and secure that safety that money brings, that certainty that money brings. College is an opportunity for you to blossom your emotional intelligence in a way, in a very quick way, too, because you're in a world where people have gone to up-level themselves. You will find this environment nowhere else in life, but on a college campus where people have literally chosen to be there in order to up-level their lives so that they can create more for themselves when they leave. You won't find this at most jobs where people just clock in and clock out, victimhood all up on themselves. Let's just get out of work. Let's go to happy hour. Let's, let's just drink away our problems. Let's just push down the suffering. Let's just worry. Let's let future self worry about that. And then 20 years later, future self is still not having figured it out. You're in the college environment. Play this episode for other people and say, where in our lives are we the victim rather than the creator? Where in our lives are we taking on the hero role rather than the coach role? And where in our lives are we being the bully rather than the challenger? Because everyone needs a challenger that pushes them out of their comfort zone so that they grow. But there's a way to do it that is encouraging and not discouraging. You now have these two models at your disposal to begin running what you're experiencing your life through and then determining which is the more empowering for you. There's a reason why one's called the disempowering dynamic and one's called the empowering dynamic. That is an absolute. And regardless if you found people in your life that are the bully or the hero or the victim and they seem to be successful, they're not balanced on the inside. Seek that balance internally and you will find No, you won't just find, you will create that balance externally. And that is our episode for the week. I love you all. I am honored and privileged every time you even give me a second, let alone 46 minutes or more of your day. Thank you. Go out there, be the empowered self that you already have inside of you and see your life become everything that you desire it to be. I'll see you next week. Inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy. Release it 
and your life will flow. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.